Yes, Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, God. Yes, God. Father, we speak healing yes, right God. now in the name of Jesus. We speak healing. Yes, God. We speak healing right now. We need to pray for God. Father, we ask you to come down tonight. I would direct you guys to do your own tonight. We need to pray for God. We need to pray for God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Father, you give glory. Use it for your glory. You know, you know, no one God, you know, you know. God, you know, you know, you know. God, you know, you know. You know, you know the way that we take. Thank you, God, on tonight. Hallelujah. Saturate us, oh God. Saturate your yes, anointing Lord. in this. Yes, Saturate us on tonight. Saturate us on tonight. Yes, Father, Lord. we thank you, God. We thank you, God, on tonight. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, God, on tonight. Father, our resurrection, amen, that you need the prophet on tonight. Will this to preach, to teach, exhortation, however directional tonight. Father, lead her, O oh God. Cover her right now. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, God, on tonight. We thank you for your presence on tonight. 
Father, we thank you, Lord God, on tonight. Jesus, Jesus, we thank you. Father, we thank you, Lord God. There's a sweet spirit, there's a sweet that is resting in this place on tonight. There's a sweet anointing that is resting on tonight. And Father, oh God, as the anointing go forth on tonight, Father, we thank you, oh God. We thank you, God. Just cover her on tonight. Cover her, oh God. Hallelujah. So, Father, as we amen, come together as a unit, as we come and amen on tonight, amen, we introduce to some and we introduce to others on tonight. None other, amen, and honorable, amen, prophetess, amen, of the House of Eagles Life Restoration Ministries, amen. We like to welcome everybody to ELR Prophetic Ship like the, the biggest podcast network, amen, hallelujah, and I'm saying it, I'm speaking it right now, amen, he says, speak, he said, you didn't have to ask, I'm speaking it, amen, we are the biggest preachers network, podcast network, amen, that's constantly spreading the gospel, amen, and we thank God on tonight, and as we all uh, turn this over to the woman of God on tonight, amen, as we introduce to some, <laughs> as we introduce to others, all over, amen, 31 countries, amen, and 43 states on tonight, none other than the prophetess, amen, herself, amen, Linda Lane, God bless you. Praise the Lord, saints, amen, hallelujah, I praise the Lord just for everybody on the line, or for anybody that will even hear this podcast, I praise God, um, for you, um, um, because we are what what God called us to be, and we don't take it lightly that you would listen. Give us some of your precious time, because time is precious. It is not uh, something to just pretend it doesn't exist. Time is present because we don't know that the Bible says that we don't know the day or the hour. So I thank you that you all, all, these countries, all these states in the United States of America, everybody around the world that uh, has come and listened or partaken any time um, in this podcast tonight. Thank you, God. Um, let's turn your Bibles. Amen. We're going here as directed. I thank God. I want you to let you know that at all times that I do um, give you a word, I I pray about it Um I seek his face for the word of God. I just don't come before you lightly because I know God holds me accountable for what I do and what I say. Um, so it's a, it's a privilege um, that I could hear the ears and have the ears of the prophet um, and the heart of God and the, as a seer and a seeker of the word of God. Amen. Turn your Bibles. Amen to the book of Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. And the chapter we're going to deal with tonight is number 30. Second Chronicles, chapter 30. Second Chronicles, 30. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray, Father. I thank you, God. Hallelujah, God. Thank you. God, I I hear what you're saying. I hear God telling me to tell you tonight. I'm going to um, just teach the the word tonight. I'm not going to 
kind of in a hurry, so if we have to do this to end this tonight, we'll continue it next week. Um, because God's trying to teach us something. He's teaching us something in the Word of God. He's teaching us not as a state, not as a country, but as a world, has opened up great doors for us to hear um, the Word of the Lord. So I will speak purposely uh, a little slower. I will purposely speak a little louder with clarity because uh, we have to hear the Word of the Lord. Uh, hallelujah. And not just hear it, but become doers of what His Word says. And tonight, He deals with us from um, Second Chronicles. Uh, the 30th chapter. And as I usually do, I always begin to tell you about the character. And you say, preacher, why do you do that? Um, the character is important because God's trying to tell you something. Amen. Um, hallelujah. And so I have to, from my perspective, what God gives me is that this. I have to let you understand and know what God's speaking at this particular time. And the reason why I always ask you why um, this particular person, well, tonight we are dealing with the prophet. Again, he is a prophet. He is a man of God. He is a man that hears the heart of God. So at this time, I believe that God is allowing, hallelujah, to hear uh, we must hear from the prophet. Prophets are seers. Prophets spend a lot of time with God. Sometimes people want somebody to call you right back or even, but there are times that God will tell me to shut everything down. Shut, and I say shut everything down. Anything I might talk, call my daughter, I might call, and then there's other times he's allowed me to talk. Well, while this week here passed, I talked a little bit, but not as much, but God was teaching me the characteristics of uh, Jesus, the characteristics of, for example, Jesus himself. Jesus was a quiet man. Jesus loved God. Jesus knew his destiny as well as destination. So here we have um, um, Hezekiah. Amen. And Hezekiah. Hallelujah. Amen. He is now stepping on stage and doing what God has called him to do. Um, Ezekiel, I'm oh, sorry, Ezekiel, Hezekiah, amen. And Hezekiah's name means Jehovah is strength. In other words, God is strength. That he's going to strengthen, but he is strength. A lot of people know the man named Hezekiah Walker. Well, that name, Hezekiah, means God is strength. God is not weakness, but God is strength himself. So when God creates us and we give our lives to him, we now walking in his strength and his might. So Hezekiah, amen, means is is strengthened or, hallelujah, support. Also given here, um, um, he was a man um, who loved God. Uh, he was a successor or the, the leader after uh, Asa, the king of Judah. Amen. And at that time, uh, Judah and another country was very powerful. 
and it said he was referred to as a well overall of a hundred uh, references in First Kings. Uh, the man who asked for and added years uh, uh, from God. He asked for, and God granted him years after he should have been dead. Hallelujah. So sometimes we have to ask spiritually, ask God to uh, strengthen our minds, strengthen our bodies so that we can do his will and the things of God because he was important to the history of the Bible. Okay. Uh, Hezekiah was a man who prayed about uh, difficult and dangerous overtaking him. So we have to learn to pray that God does, that the enemy doesn't overtake us. Amen. You can be as anointed as all get up. You can have all, all, all five gifts. You can be jumping from the chandeliers. But the bottom line is we must pray, amen, um, that the enemy does not overtake us. Because there's some that's how come you can see a lot of people now. They started out, but they didn't run well because they were overtaken by the enemy because they didn't take our prayer lives um, as important as our fasting life. You know, uh, God uh, gives us strength. He gives us power. He anoints us. But we have to constantly pray and do as directions of the Bible itself, not the pastor. That's wonderful for him. We have to have leaders. But at the end of the day, God will judge me on judgment day, not upon, not according to what my pastor said, but the life uh, that I lived. So this is what was um, Hezekiah's job. He prayed constantly that he was not overtaken, the sin or anything else. Um, that is faith. He had confidence in God, and he revealed uh, what God told him to do. So we have to constantly pray. I'm not saying that you walk around 24 hours a day, but the problem is there's a warring between the flesh and the spirit. And we have to, we must overtake, uh, say that I'm going to stay in my lane when it comes to the word of God. But I always have to be prayerful. He says it in Ephesians uh, 6, I think in 10, at the end of this chapter, he said basically um, that we pray. It says man always, actually it says, one scripture says that man shall always pray and faint not. So if he said in his word that we should pray and faint not, then he knows that why he's telling us to do it. Why? Because there's a constant spiritual battle between good and evil. There's a, there's a constant battle between right and wrong. There's a constant battle between do's, the things that God have called us to do, and what we actually do. That's why God, when he spoke to the church, he said, for when my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn 
hallelujah, 360 degrees, not just turn halfway, a quarter way, but turn from your wicked ways. He says, and then, then, then. That's one of the things that the Bible has taught me. Uh, that every word in this Bible, from the first uh, word in the Bible to the end of the Bible, we must take and study and know and believe without a shadow of doubt that what God's word says is going to be the truth. So we have this king who was a, a godly king. This was a king that decided he wanted these these, these companies, these, these troops, remember we have the 12 tribes of Israel. At this point, they were going to get together, hallelujah, and talk, uh, in, to, talk to each other and do um, what God had called us to do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, hallelujah. Now, again, a second Chronicles. 30th chapter. Again. I don't want anybody to be get lost. And uh, so we'll know. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hezekiah. This is the king. Hallelujah. Okay. 20. I'm sorry. Second uh, Chronicles. 30th chapter. First verse. And Hezekiah sent to all of Israel and Judah. Now, you say sometimes it seems like you hear Judah and then you, um, you hear Israel and you think they're all the same. But at this particular point, these tribes were separated. Okay. Um, and so here he's calling to these tribes. It says Israel and Judah. And wrote letters also to Ephraim, hallelujah, which was another one, and Manasseh, that they uh, should come to the house of the Lord at Jerusalem for to keep the Passover unto the Lord God of Israel. So God's here gather, gathering all his people together because he wants to get them to celebrate, to recognize that we are called uh, according to his purpose. He's called because he's wanting them to get his people together and just do what is right. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is just do what's right. Because, again, a, because... We're always, um, there's always a battle. As long as we're going to be physically in these bodies, there will be a battle. And we have to be so careful because the enemy will twist and turn you in such a way that you might feel or you believe um, um, that's how you get a lot of people, false situations or false things because the enemy has gotten you to the point that you don't know what right and what's from wrong because and the only way we judge what's right in the and wrong in the word of god is to know his word yes it's good just to read a little bit yes it's good to know a couple of scriptures 
But the Bible says to us to leaven the whole loaf. Know the whole word. Understand what thus says the Lord. Because you can twist me, turn me, but if I know my word at the end of the day, I'm going to follow his precepts. Because the word says line upon line and precept uh, upon precept. So here he's asking them for the Passover, for his people uh, to get back together again. Number two, for the king had taken counsel and his princes and all the congregation in Jerusalem. Jerusalem, that word Jerusalem means the city of peace. The, the, the city of peace, Jerusalem, or I think the Jewish word is Jerusalem, okay? So God's saying he wants them all together, again, to come together, counsel with the princes and the congregation in Jerusalem. So he wants us to get like a little family reunion, okay, in Jerusalem to keep the Passover in the second month. Amen. For they could not keep it that time because the priests, amen, that the priests had not sanctified themselves sufficiently. So that means the priest had not been sanctified sufficiently. Hallelujah. So how can I be not sanctify myself as a preacher? How can I not sanctify myself in the Holy Ghost and do what God called me to do? So here God's allowing um, this, um, this guy says that he recognized that there was something missing in the house of God. There was something missing in some of the people of God. The missing, because at this time, this Passover represented the Lamb of God. And on the day, remember, on the day, hallelujah, when the death angel came through, he told his people to take a mark of the blood of Jesus and put it on the doorposts of the people. Well, God wants us to be able, hallelujah, to take the, the things of God, to put it on the doorposts of our hearts. So when the enemy comes, the blood is there to cover me spiritually that I don't get confused. When the blood of Jesus comes on my doorpost of my heart, I'm not going to be taken away in strange doctrine. When I'm covered under the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, I've got to know him. I, don't, I can't know part of him. A section of him, but the Bible says again, leaven the whole loaf. So now Israel, he's asking Israel and Judah, again, as I said to you, at this point, they were two different people or two, three or four different entities coming together because of this leader. Okay. Leaders Hearts are born from the womb of God. Again, true leaders of the gospel are born from and
and through, through the path of the womb of God. My question is, do you have in your spiritual DNA the womb of God? Wombs are important because when I have the womb of God, I can produce. And not just produce in the natural, but produce a ministry, produce anointed children, produce the things of God. So leaders are born to produce something in the gospel of peace. Amen. And said, so that's why he said, and not sanctified themselves sufficiently. So he just does want to just to be sanctified just a little bit because we know the word. Okay, anybody can talk the word. Anybody can walk the word. But can you talk it and live it in action that our Bible, I, I lie, our lives should be so open. Our, our walk with God should be so fervent. Our, our walk in God, hallelujah, let men might see, Bible says, uh, the good works in us, hallelujah, and not a portion of your good works, but the good works of God reproducing itself that man might see the things in God of you and that I can follow after you because I see something for myself, not a portion. We can't take our bodies, our spirit man, hallelujah, and just portray a pretty picture Okay, but the whole loaf for my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek and turn. So God wants us to know that we must turn from our wicked ways. And he was talking to the church. He wasn't talking to folks that weren't saved. He wasn't talking to those, 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 um, those, those, you know, get now, get more, uh, uh, get all the money you want. He's not talking about that now. At this point in this scripture, in this particular chapter, God's saying, he said, I want my people sanctified. I want my people set apart. I want my people want to know him and the pardon of his sins. I want my people that I have ordained and who have called. Hallelujah. And you set yourself apart to do what he says you to do. I might be a great cook. I might not be a good cook. I might be a good policeman. I might be a good doctor. I might be a good therapist. I might be a nice, good preacher. But you have to find your niche, your notch, in the Word of God and follow the path and the direction of God, that the matrix of my womb, the matrix of my spiritual womb now, can reproduce after its own kind. My question is, is your spiritual womb, hallelujah, being reproduced after your own kind? For example, uh, and I'm not picking on nobody, but let me tell you what. You go around uh, the liquor stores and anywhere, um, and you'll see that the men are sitting around with their little, I don't care, it can be 30 degrees. They're out there with the bottle and the coats and just as happy as they want to be. And when, and when everybody else with no more liquor, they will get themselves and they will share their bottles. Why? Because they have the unity in believing that everybody's going to be taken care of. So sanctifying, sanctifying yourself, being 
cleansed before God, knowing that this body now is separated unto Jesus. This body is now separated and called by God for the master's use. That my body, what I used to do, I can't do no more. Where I used to go, I can't go no more. Because I am now separated. I'm no longer the same spiritual man. That's why uh, we might be um, um, at 30, hallelujah, filled with the Holy Ghost. But by, by you get about 50, well, you kind of don't know whether you got it or not. Hallelujah. Why? Because you're not physically and spiritually where you're supposed to be. And it's not by your age, but it is your mentality in God. Hallelujah. You can be anointed all as get up and be 16 years old and running with a fire for the gospel. Or you can be 50 and hallelujah and running for the gospel. But you can also be 50, uh, 60 and be just as crazy as you want to be. Why? Because your words. Hallelujah. Your words and your actions are not working together for the good. Your words and your actions are not what the word of God says. Your words and actions are not lining up with precept upon precept. That means what's in the book, you do it. What's not in the book, don't do it. You can't be crazy uh, one place and confused in another place, but yet you say, I'm confessing and I'm possessing. You could be confessing, but you ain't possessing. Why? Because you're not following the words of the Holy Spirit. Not a man, not a woman, not a pastor, not a teacher, but the word of God. Hallelujah. I ain't talking about this other parable books, but right now I'm talking about, hallelujah, the King James word of the Bible that everybody should have a copy of, even though you can go to other books to, 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 to parallel or to care, to see, make it a little easy to understand, but this King James Version defines who we are in God today. Hallelujah. So we have to be a place in God as a people of God to sanctify yourself in the things of God. That's why he told him, he said, come on, come on, come on, come on, let's get together and sanctify. There's that word. Some people don't like that word, sanctify. But the old church was sanctified. The old church, they were sanctified. They were set apart. They would do what God called them to do. They would walk for miles just to get to the church. He, they were sanctified and then they live what they preached and their children, hallelujah, would be beaten by one if they didn't do right. And when the mama came home, she'd have beat him in. And the aunt came to see him. Son, you know you're supposed to do what you might. Why? Because they were set apart for the master's use. That's what sanctification. I am set apart. I am not doing what I used to do. I won't go where I used to go. I won't say what I want to say because the sanctification, my body, my mind, and my spirit is set apart for God's use. He says, and not sanctified themselves sufficiently. So that means you could be sanctified just a little bit. He wants all of you sanctified. He wants your more mind sanctified. So when you you going you going into school and you see somebody 
and you know you want to look at them and you're looking at them with lust. We've got to be sanctified and set apart. I'm not going to look at that woman the same way I used to look it up. Because now my spirit is sanctified. My my spe- my mind is, is lined up with the girl of God. I'm not saying you can't see, but see when you look at folks with lustful spirits, when you look at folks with, with your lustful and mindsets of, I'm going to get every dime I want to get out of that mind. That, no, no, that's not sanctification. The Bible tells us sanctify. I'm set apart. I will never do what I used to do. I ain't going to look at a woman the same way I used to. No. Because my mind, my body, my spirit must be set up with the word of God. And now, not sanctified themselves. So the church at some point, some people of them were not sanctified. Hallelujah. Accordingly to the word of God. It says, neither has the people gathered themselves together to Jerusalem. So that means even some of the folks didn't even show up to the gathering. Mm-hmm. This is Solomon, a, a gathering. This now is a new king, and some of Judah was sitting home in their tents. Mm-mm. The king had already ushered, got this word from the Lord, and some of those folks said they're tired. They don't want to travel too much. I don't want to go hit this place. I don't. I don't feel like it today. Yeah, well, listen here. Maybe God didn't feel like you getting up this morning, but he gave you another day. So we got to be sanctified in the spirit. Hallelujah. The outside can look real good, but in the inside, it's almost looking at walking around and you're seeing a beautiful woman or a very handsome man, and they look so good from a distance. But when you walk up and you see it ain't no Billy D, and he ain't acting like Billy B. He's a whore, he's a whore and he's trying to find somebody to lay with. So we have to be sanctified in the Spirit of God and follow Jesus' directions. Not everybody is, has a level of understanding, but when you know, when you have come to a level of understanding, then God, uh, God wants us to follow him. Not everybody can teach. Not everybody can preach. But we need grow every day spiritually. If it's only open us, get a scripture or two. We've got to be able to every day put on something new in the spirit so we can grow and mature spiritually. What I knew in 10th grade, I should know a lot more than I'm finished college spiritually. So he's telling us this. Hallelujah. Again, had not sanctified themselves, the preachers, the teachers, everybody. They were not sanctified sufficiently. Oh, so now he's giving us a degree of sanctification. Like some of them want to, well, we, 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 we got a little bit, and that's all they want. But he said, but he says, here not being sanctified uh, sufficiently, neither had the people gathered themselves together to Jerusalem, the city of peace. Fourth, fourth sentence. And he and the thing pleased the king and all of the congregations. So now the king says, okay, well, we got a good bunch here. There we, we there all come, the one who came, that's fine. 
Hallelujah. Verse 5 says this, And so they established a decree and made a proclamation through all of Israel from Beersheer, even to Dan. So those meaning the, the, the places, how from, in other words, from Georgia to Florida, from Florida to Alaska, he's establishing the place of the activity that the king wanted them to come forth in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, let's go down to verse 6. Verse 6 it says, And the post, I'm sorry, and the people went with the letters for the king and his priests throughout all of Israel and Judah. And according to the command of the king, saying, Ye children of Israel, from again until the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, Israel, and he will return to the remnant of you. Hallelujah. That they are escaping out of the hands of the kings of Assyria. Now, the Assyrian king, right at this point, they were in charge. They were, they were killing everybody. They were destroying everybody. So now here is real. Now he's saying, I want everybody to get together. And there's a decree. I mean, that's a command. Because God's getting ready to do something different. Amen. Verse 7. And be not like your fathers. Anytime you say, don't be like your fathers, why? Because at one point, Israel was a mess. Every time Israel got in trouble, Israel repented. And constantly in the, in the New Testament, Israel was constantly stra- uh, serving strange gods, doing strange doctrines, doing everything they want to do. So he's reminding them, stop doing what you used to do. Stop talking the way you used to act. Don't treat people bad. Don't hate folks. Don't have selective memory of selective choices. You do what God told you to do. Don't follow your son, your fathers for you. They were sinners. Yes, they were children of Israel, but you know what? They were wrong, and they wouldn't get it right. All they wanted was the money. They took the jewels. When they left Israel, they took all the jewels. They took all their money, and God gave them that just to have a little money, have a little thing, but then they took it and all that, that all those, those precious things, they melted them down and created their own God. So I'm saying, don't keep doing the same thing. That's the problem with us as believers. Sometimes you do the same thing again and again and again. You spend your last dollar, and then you get on your knees and pray, and I'll give, give you some more money. And then you take your, all your money, and you spend it all, and then you have to pay, beg somebody to give you some money to put gas in your car. Take something out. Set it apart. Begin to see, do what God called you, us to do as a people. So he's reminding him, don't do the same stuff. You probably didn't mean 10 years ago. But now what happened to the new man? Ah, you say you're a new man? Well, don't do what you used to do. Don't talk like you used to talk. Uh-oh. Don't act like you used to act. Because you said you are now a child of the king. Uh-oh. Walk so he said, in, now, do in. the things that God has called you to do. Don't do the same thing. Verse 8. Now, 
Be ye not stiff-necked. Uh-oh. Stiff-necked. He's talking to the church now. He's, re- he's talking to Israel and Judah. Don't be stiff-necked. Don't be so stiff that you can't change. Don't be so stiff that you can't listen to the voice of God. Don't be so stiff that, that you set in your own ways and you can't change. God wants us to change. We're supposed to move and change and because according to knowledge. Because what you knew in first grade, hallelujah, is a lot more when you get to sixth grade. And when you're sixth grade, well, now you get to twelfth grade and you're getting ready to graduate high school, there's a whole bunch of more learning. There's a whole bunch of more knowledge. There's a whole bunch of more understanding that you ought to have. But when you step next, you're stuck on stupid. And he's telling his people, don't be stupid no more. Don't be so contrary to what somebody else says. You just, you just been so crazy. Hallelujah. Because you don't know what God's trying to tell you. Let's change accordingly to the gospel. Not according to people. Not according to things. Not according to situations. Because some people move, they change like a chameleon. Have you seen a chameleon? Well, can a chameleon is in a process or a situation where it's everything green. The chameleon changes its colors to green. Hallelujah. And then when you go to a place where everything's brown, that chameleon, his body automatically turns brown. Why? Because we want to blend into the situation. But we don't want to be blend into the situation. We want to be blended into God. Hallelujah. So when you blend it into Jesus Christ, you can walk like he tell you to walk. When you when you be blend into the gospel, uh, you can talk like he tell you to talk. When you become like like God, you will do what he says when he do it and tell you to do it when he do it. Don't just do it now and say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put this on my, my bucket list and 30 years later, your bucket gone, your money gone, your house gone, everything gone, but you do what God told you to do. No, no, it's not like that. Hallelujah. That's why he says for everything there is a season. Uh, for everything there is a season. It might have been a season to be loud and boisterous, but sometimes there's a season well to be sit down and talk. And there's a time and season when I've taken all this teaching, I've got to move on it. I've got to change. I've got to change from my wicked ways because he's telling the church, for when my people who are called by my name. He ain't talking to the ain'ts. He's talking to the saints. He's talking to folks that say they're oh. sanctified. Hallelujah. And some of those sanctified folks are just sanctified as they want to be. Why? Because they don't want to change. They don't want to move. They oh. won't want to grow. They don't want to sit there and sit there like a lump on a log because I got it all together. I got all my word. I got all my knowledge. I got all I need, and I, if I, nah, 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 nah. you got to have, because let me tell you what, if you get yourself in a situation, and what if that person die? What if that person changes mind? What if that person gets this decide he's going to walk away from the church? Or what you going to know? Have you grounded in the word of God? Are you grounded in his precepts? Are you grounded in his word? Are you grounded in his principles? Are you sanctified? That's what happened to the old church. The other 
the church, the old church was sanctified. They knew Jesus and the pardon of their sins. And that's how they live longer. That's how their children prospered. That's how they got good education because we fell on our faces and we prayed to God and we lifted him up and we took our children to church and we didn't have any problems going to the club. We don't go to clubs. We go to Jesus. Why? Because we love him. Hallelujah. You can go to a club and go from the club. You can go to hell or you can be a preach and preach. Paul says that I can myself still be lost. Yes, because there's a lot of prophets going to go to hell. There's a lot of apostles will go to hell. There's a lot of preachers going to go to hell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? Because we're not lining up with the word of God and I'm not following nobody ain't got Jesus and I can't see it on the inside. I can't see it on the outside. I don't want to hear what you got to say. If you're not following the principles of the Lord Jesus Christ himself, I'm not going to follow you to hell. I don't want to follow you to hell. I love you, baby, but I ain't going to hell with you. I don't want to love go to hell and be chained up to you for the eternity. I didn't like you when you were right here on the earth. Why do you think I'm going to be locked up with you in hell? Hallelujah, because you're just a strange, you follow strange gods, strange doctrines. You take the parts of the Bible that you like, you follow, but the words that you don't like, you you you, you just ignore them. No, you'll go to hell. You'll bust well. Yes, God loves you. You, but you'll go to hell anyhow. This is what now, he was telling them. He said, now, forget about all that mess. Hallelujah. Don't forget all those strange doctrines. Don't do those things because you're supposed to be grown up in the gospel now. One of us going to grow up. Some of us will be 90 years old and still ain't growing up in the gospel. I talk about natural, but I'm spiritually. How, when am I going to follow the whole word of God? When, 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 when you going to get sanctified? Sanctification means I'm going to take everything and put it before God. When am I going to get sanctified instead of cranktified? When am I going to get sanctified and follow the whole world? When am I going to be sanctified and I'm going to do what's right? When am I going to get sanctified? Hallelujah. I am so sick of all these preachers on TV talking about money, money, money. The only thing they talk about is money. Run, Forrest, run. All he talk about is your money, your money, your money, money. Yeah, you got faith, but you'll have faith to go to hell. Hallelujah. Because you've not followed the whole Love the whole word of righteousness. How to treat people right. Love on people and hallelujah and make a change when necessary. Go to another direction when God tells you to go another direction. No, I'm not following you to hell. I'm following you to Jesus Christ. I'm following him and his precepts. I'm following him because this point Israel had a good king. Judah had a good king. Let me know that all kings are good, not good. Let me know that all all apostles not good. Let me know that all prophets ain't good. That means all evangelists ain't good. Hallelujah. That means all deacons ain't good. Hallelujah. Yeah. So you have to, the Bible says to rightly divide the word of truth. So why did he say um, that, that we have to rightly divide? Why? 
because there's some skimmers and scammers in the midst of it. There's some skimmers and scammers in the Word of God that takes words and take the good words and use them, but they never tell you about go to hell. Some of those same of those preachers on TV say, 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 but you don't hear them talking about uh, uh, living right. They're not telling you about being sanctified. They're not telling you to take teach, teach you to uh, talk to your wife and and do what's right. You, they ain't telling you no, 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 no. Money, 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 more money. Money, money, money. Run, 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 forest, run. Run with your Bible. Run with a clarity. Run Run that God is taking care of you. Run, Forrest, run. I have no problem with money. The Bible says, it doesn't say money is evil. But it's it's what you do with your money. There's nowhere in the scripture that says money evil. But it's how you handle your money. Yes, you're paying your tithes. Yes. Now, I believe Amen. as tithe players that we must pay our 10% off the top. I don't care what you do. If you got one, $1, 10% of that, that tithe money, I believe, because that is for the upkeep of the church, that is upkeep of the organization. Yes, now, most people, a lot of people are going to church. Some of them are just starting back to church. But it, regardless of that, you still could have taken your tithe money, put it in an envelope, write a check, and give it to your church. Why? Because that's the least we can do is give you 10%. But now, once you pay your 10%, According to the word of God now, God created a family before God created a church. So, your, your family now comes second after God. You can't select, be selective. If God says that, that a man... I'm not all women, whoever is in charge of the household, because there are a lot of ha- families that are only women in, ho- in the house. But we're to pay, we're supposed to take care of that which you have dominion over physically. So I've got to provide for my mother, I've got to provide for my wife, I've got to provide for my children, I've got to provide for my grandma. Whatever who is in your household, that is the scripture. So I cannot go out, pay my tithes, pay everything else, but not not take care of your household. So, I mean, my question from that word sanctification, are you sanctified and set apart to be man or woman enough to follow his instructions? Because if a man or a woman now, because a lot of times when you see the word man, it doesn't mean man. He can keep in Hebrew and Greek. That means man means mankind. Okay. That we must follow the word of God. So I've got to be uh, sanctified enough to follow his word, follow his directions. Follow him. Because if I don't follow him, I can give everything I got and go to hell. And he so love you. Gotta love you right on the hell. Yes he does. He'll yes sir, he'll follow he'll love you right on the hell. So you going on, little Johnny. Daddy I daddy loved you with all I might. I, 
I created in your image, and I, I, I just thought, thank you for, I thank you for taking folk to church. I, I thank you for, for doing things that you, but to hear, but you're still going to hell. Why? Because you're not following the word of God, the precepts of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we've got to follow the precepts of God, not a man, but of God. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, let's go on to verse um, 7. Amen. It says that, and be not like your fathers. So don't be like them. Don't follow those heathens. Don't follow them drunks. And I'm not beating, beating on drunks for right now. But the rhyme is this, this king was saying, let's do the right thing. That's it. Be not like your fathers and like your brethren. That means all them folks. Don't follow them. Which trespass against the Lord. So when you do wrong, you trespass against the Lord. You trespass against the pastor. When you do wrong and you willfully do wrong and you know what's right, you are trespassing. You are going against the will of God. Let's read that again. He says, and be not ye like your fathers and like your brethren, which trespass against the Lord of their fathers, who therefore gave them to, to desolation. And ye see. In other words, you've seen all these years. Every time David got in the mess, he got in the mess. And then he had to pray his way out. Moses got mad with God. And that's why well, he got mad because he, he, wouldn't, he was trying to make them people do right. But they didn't want to do right. So don't be pulled away by strange doctrines and doing what you want to do. Or leading people leading you the wrong way for money. A game. Because when you die, you know what? Your children or somebody going to get your money. And if they don't take it, take care of it, they ain't going to have no money. And who else behind them ain't going to have it. We don't have to live our lives only because of money. At the end of the day, when we're stretched out in the, fir- in the funeral homes, what will they say about you? Am I just sitting there waiting for you to die so I can take whatever your you what your car, your house, your your internet, your internet, your computer? No, 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 no. We're all going to leave this body one day. Where will you end up in eternity? Amen. Hallelujah. Verse nine says this and if ye turn again unto the Lord, your brethren and your children shall find compassion before them that lead them captive, and that ye shall come again in this land. For the Lord your God is gracious. Amen. We're going to stop right there. But God is gracious to us. God, God didn't have to do anything that we did that he does for us. He does it out of compassion. Jesus loves us. Some people, some people don't even like the word love. I'm not, I, 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 and, and we're not talking about sexual love, but because I, if I love you, I got to show I love you. If I love you, I'm going to produce the fruit of 
love. I've got the, I'm going to bear fruit of kindness. I've got to bear fruit, hallelujah, and, and everything, compassion towards you. Why? Because I'm showing my fruit. It can't be hidden in a stony heart. Don't be stiff-necked. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible is telling us. By being stiff-necked and you, you don't want anybody so that let them know you love them. You don't, you don't, you act like you just like, you just stiff-necked and you ain't going to change. You ain't going to move. Hallelujah. But you don't know what God's doing in this time or this period of our life. Life is changing. COVID-19 is changing. All different kinds of diseases are changing. But the Bottom line is this. Are you going to be a good king? Are you going to still do what God called you to do? Are you just going to keep walking in emotions and saying God loves me? Yes, he loves me. But the scripture says this. Jesus loves me this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Yes, I can sing my song. Yeah, but can I pray? I can sing my song, but do I reflect who he is? I can sing my song and do what I want to do because I'm a mad damn I can do what I want to do. I can stick my chest out and put my thing back. I am what God says I am. But are you reflecting the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you a good king? Are you a compassionate king? Am I going to beat you down with the word of God? I'm not preaching you to beat you down. I'm trying to preach you to get you into the kingdom. And once I get you in the kingdom, then we can go on. But if I can't get you in the kingdom, when I start preaching and beating you down, then they turn everything to another channel. Why? Because I've been beaten so bad. Well, I've been beaten all day long. I, some of us have been beaten all our lives. Some of us don't, don't, don't know love, don't, have not accepted love. Why? Because we've been beaten by life and Beaten by situations and beaten because stuff feel like nobody don't love you. Beaten because I'm always trying to compete. Jesus is not a competing God. Jesus. God is sovereign. God is sovereign. In other words, he is all-knowing. He is all-encompassing. He is all-powerful. I hate when people say, I'm, I'm, I'm challenging you. I don't need to challenge anybody but Jesus. I don't need to challenge nobody but my relationship with him. And if I die tonight, I believe tonight that I would be with God. Because I'm not trying to make, my, make you change because of me. But I know what the word says. So if you ain't coming with the word, get out of my way. If you don't want to do right, get out of my way way. If you don't like me, get out of my way. Ah, God, I like the essence that she says, for who know how God that I've called, I've been called to the kingdom of God for such a time as this. And I say to myself, I believe that I've been called to the kingdom of God for such a time as this. I'm sorry. Um, I love you, Deborah. I love everybody else. I love everybody in the Bible. But there's something about Esther because Esther had smelled good. Esther walked like a queen. Esther didn't have to prove who she was. When Esther walked in the room, hallelujah, the atmosphere changed. Hallelujah. I don't need to cheese. I don't need to change. Prove something. I know what the word of God says. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. I am who God says I am. And this king, hallelujah, he said, let's all get together. Get sanctified. Get sealed. Don't get sanctified. Follow the word of God. Hallelujah. Because you're Follow and follow and follow and follow.
follow, and but do not follow Jesus. Hallelujah. It's wonderful to have money. It's wonderful to have those preachers all day long on TV. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But where will you end up in eternity? Because you didn't follow the instructions of the Holy Spirit, the living God that's in the word of God. Line upon line. And precept upon precept. That means word on word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Word upon word. My, we got to stand the word of God. We've got to understand. That's the thing my mother, I remember my grandmother used to always tell us. She said, um, she says, uh, I got you a little little present. And whenever I would come home, we would come home on the bus, my brother and me, and we'd have a little present. And she said, well, go ahead and y'all look around and find it. My grandma gave you a little present. And back that day, I mean, $50 was a lot of money. So he would give us the money. But she said, but you got to find it. And the first year... Uh, we we searched, we searched, and then we went outside and got some watermelon. And, and, and Grandma says, come on back, y'all, go find your money. Uh, find your money. And, you know, we looked and we looked for hours. And you know where the money was? In the Bible. Hmm. <laughs> we looked everywhere in the house but the Bible. Yes, that's the wealth of the Word of God right there. That's the wealth of the Word of God, not, hallelujah, your money, not your house, not your land, not your prophecies, hallelujah, because Jesus was the great prophet. He was the prophet of the house. Jesus is the prophet of the house, but you can look and look and can't find it because you don't know what you're looking for. But this king was a good king. And this king decided that I've got to get Judah together. I've got Gad together. I've got to get Manasseh together. I've got to get all my people together. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to get the people of God together. The people of God that are called us for this time and this season. Glenn, Ecclesiastes 3 says, for every, every, that means all, everything has a season. Saints, where is your season? Saints, where do you belong? Saints, are you lining up with the word of God? Or am I having an excuse to selectively do what I want to do. Because you can perpetrate. But do you know Jesus for yourself? Because if you know him, you're going to follow his word. But if you don't know him, you have selective gospel. You have selective thinking. Because you don't know him. You know of him. You go to church to pray to him. But the whole loaf has to be followed because of a relationship. And if you don't have a relationship, how can you say you know him? Father, I thank you for the word of God. I thank you, God, for letting us know that Hezekiah means God serves us and he knows us. 
and we loved us from before our mother's womb. God, we thank you for this day. The Bible says, for this is the day that the Lord has made. Thank you, God. If there's anything in a life not like God, you're talking to the preachers now. If there's anything in our lives, God, please forgive us. And not just say forgive, but change. Change, change. God, teach us be like that. Teach us like to be like a butterfly. The butterfly has three stages. But end of the day, he morphs into a beautiful butterfly. God, let us be like that butterfly, be beautiful inside and outside. God, teach us to mortify our bodies and our spirits. God, teach us how not to be preach and preach and be lost. God, God, teach us not how to give and give and give and be lost. God, give us, give us your word, your spirit, your heart, your soul. David said, I can preach and preach and I can preach. I can do all these things. He said, but God, whatever you do, don't take your spirit because these bodies will change. But I spirit in God that lines up with the word of God. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for Hatosha, for this king. I thank you for what you're doing on the podcast. I thank you, God, for every country on the line, every state on the line. Hallelujah. I thank you, God, in the midst of the storm with these two countries. God, you know the way that they take, God. If there's any people in either country, hallelujah, are filled with the Holy Ghost, God, let them know that you're with them, God. Hallelujah, God. Thank you. And we praise you. Thank you, God. Thank you for giving me a word for you and for your people. And God, I don't call it robbery for you to tell you thank you. I might not have a big house. I might not have a brand new car. I might not have, but you know what, God? I got you, Jesus, and all that matters. And I praise you in advance. God, open every door in my life that should be open. God, close every door that's not to be open, open. God, I just want to walk in your will and your way. I want to preach what you call me to preach. I want to do what you want me to do. God, sustain me. God, I tell you, thank you that I do and I live everything that you call me to do. There will be nothing left in my life that God has not called me to do. I refuse to die on this, leave this earth without doing everything, God, that you have called me to do with opposition, with madness, with craziness, everything running around me. God, thank you for strengthening me. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for strengthening me now. Now, from the bone and the barrel of my heart, for my spirit man will take flight in you, that my spirit man will stand there for what my laundry do. My spirit man will know my God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I turn it over to, uh, to the apostle right now. Um, if anyone would like to say anything, uh, you have the floor free now. Amen. We'll continue this next week. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise God. Light. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. It's, it's what the Lord gave me. Hallelujah. Something I prayed about. 
I asked them, whoever teach, but show me the Bible that I'm mm-hmm. the right way. Yes. And you can be back with the word. Thank you, ma'am. And Thank I, you, ma'am. I received it. And I was step forward. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. To anybody else? Amen. I really enjoyed the message tonight. Amen. I wasn't feeling well. Amen. But the more I heard the word, the, the better I felt. I thank God for you, your teaching tonight. Amen. How we should live. And live the way the word says we should live. Yes. Walk the way. Savior should walk. I mean, we shouldn't be perpetrated. We should live as Jesus lived. We should be examples. We should be the shadow of Jesus. I mean, everything that he did, we're supposed to be able to do even more mm-hmm. and greater. And so many people are going in the opposite direction. They start out good. But somewhere yes. down the line, they, they, uh, they, they jump off the line and start trying to, you know, Ride in both lanes, but you can't drive, you can't straddle the line. Either you're on one side or the other. But I really thank you for the word tonight. Uh, I really do. It's, it's, it's just awesome tonight. Listen, I feel like I could run around the building right now. That word is. Hallelujah. Got me excited. Amen. Uh, oh, God. I'm telling you, the Lord is good. He's good. He gives you what you need. Yes, we need. Hallelujah, and and I open up my understanding even to more to what the Lord is saying. All these years, what I've read and and studied, Amen. I still there's room for more. There's more more room to understand what God is talking about. How we should say what how God wants us to do. Like we like you said, we can't hammer people into giving their life to the Lord. We can't make Mm -hmm. nobody live right. All we could do is preach the word and God will do the rest. A lot of people yes. are trying to force this thing on people, and they don't want mm-hmm. it right now. Mm-hmm. Listen, we didn't come right off when somebody told us about Jesus. So how you think no. somebody's going to do the same thing? It don't work That's that true. way. So I just thank God for so you and keep up the good work. Man. Is my buddy, is, is, is the first lady's on the line tonight? No, she's not on the line tonight. She's not feeling okay. Okay, I was just asking. Um, amen. Uh, Dolores, Dolores is on the line. Amen. Dolores, can you say something, please, to make me feel better? Did you, did you enjoy the message? Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Good word is always, and it's always a, a blessing. And I know that not only should we be hearers, but we got to also be doers, and we have to be who we say we are. When we learn better, we got to do better, and we got to always show Christ. And our daily walk, our daily talk, we have to show Jesus. So I bless the Lord on tonight. It was a good word, as always. Hallelujah. Always. I take my walk, my journey with God seriously. I never just come before you just looking just because I'm in a hurry. I always ask God, show me where you want me to go Um, because sometimes people move, but they're not moving in him. 
and and because we reach a large number of people and thirty something countries or whatever, I want to make sure that I may never meet them, but I know we want to make a a dent in 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 the kingdom. Um, Came comes from God. That all that matters is I reach Him. I can't beat you again into the glory of God, but I can mm-hmm. give you with love. People can know the difference between love. Amen. You know, you can you can say hello, or you can say hello. <laughs> well, the the hello would make me run from the radio, or run run from the internet. But if I've mm-hmm. got to draw you in. I can't. I can't get a fish. I can't take the fish and cook him before I clean him. So I've got to take that fish and love him onto that line. Okay? And once I get him, then I can I clean him. Then I can take the scales off. You know what I'm then I can cut whatever, the, whatever I want. But if I don't love him onto that line, I can't reach him. I can't make a dent in his life. Because some, some come in and then some shift off to somebody else. I'm not going to reach everybody that you can reach. But the bottom mm-hmm. line is that we're doing this. We're supposed to do it because of the kingdom. But this king was saying, don't follow after your fathers. Don't do the same thing they did. And even when you found, your father might have been your uncle. Your uncle was a mm-hmm. drunk. You might be a drunk. You understand? Know because mm-hmm. it's a bloodline issue. The blood of Jesus mm-hmm. is a bloodline issue if you want to follow his bloodline. Because your father and your mother can be filled with the Holy Ghost. But you can walk around you full of hell. Why? Because mm-hmm. the bloodline that Jesus Christ is and the bloodline that do what you want to do is not going to cut it. And yes, he loves us. That's the first thing he spoke is he spoke love. Cause if he had not loved us, he would have never, we've never been into existence. So love, he will always love us. Jesus died on a cross just for us, but is love for him enough? We can love him but not follow him. I can love him, but go to hell. I can love him, but be in my own way, do what I own thing, because my bloodline with him is connected spiritually. That's why the father can be filled with the Holy Ghost and the, and the son can be crazy as he want to be because at a point, the bloodline now, you have to take on the bloodline of Jesus, not the bloodline of your father or the bloodline of your sister. We gives us a choice. He doesn't command us all to be saved. He gives us an opportunity to be saved. Yes. And that's all that matters. I need have the opportunity to be saved. And I'm going to put this, I'm going to end with this. If there's anybody on the line, if there's anybody, hallelujah, that wants to be saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, you all have the opportunity to give your life to Christ right now. It doesn't matter which country you're in. It doesn't matter what state you're in. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. We're now moved into the realm of the Apple, the Apple podcast. So we are touching millions of people's lives in the country and outside the country, different countries, Africa, a hate. I mean, countries that I must, I would never even thought of uh, we could tap into the mind of. But I thank God for this. This is an opportunity. Amen. 
to reach souls at all costs. But I can't reach you if I'm not right. I can't reach you if I'm not saved. And I'm not. Pre- I can't reach you if I'm not lining up with the Word of God. Hallelujah! Your word must be lined up with the Word of God all the way spiritually because if my heart is pure toward God, I am going to do what's right because sin, the Bible says that sin stinks in the habo shabbat of the nostrils of God. The sin nature of a man stinks in the nostrils of God. So which nostrils you're smelling from? You've got to know him. And we've got to be fervent not beat you, love you in the subjection of the Holy Ghost. And when I make mistakes, I repent. Repent. And God knows whether you're really trying to repent or not. He knows. If he knew me before my mother was born, before my grandpa and then my grand, No, he knows whether I'm sinning or not. He knows whether I'm living right or not. He knows my intent of my heart even before I know the sin nature of God. Because he's God all by himself. He is justice, peace, long-suffering. And compassion. And that's problems. Sometimes a lot of the people in the churches or the people who are say uh, they love God, they don't have compassion. You can tell me you love me, but if I never see no signs, you don't love me. <laughs> I heard a man tell me one day, he said, Look, let me tell you thing. One other thing about a man, when a man loves you, either he shows you or he don't. There's no in-between. So if you don't see any signs of love, you don't see no signs of compassion. If you don't see no signs, it's usually not a sign there. So we have to have the compassion and love, hallelujah, to reproduce itself like God. We're supposed to reproduce more Christians like us. Amen. Thank you, God. Hello. Anybody else? Uh, would you need to give any kind of amount, announcements, um, um, Apostle? Apostle. Um, oh yes. Amen. God bless you, everybody. Um, for tuning in, we just thank God for everybody coming in on tonight on uh, a mantle prayer. Amen. Um, Eagles Life Restoration Ministries um, service nights are Sunday nights at seven thirty and uh, Thursday night. At uh, nine o'clock, um, we also have our our church that is in Miami, Amen. Our affiliated church, Amen, that I cover, um, which is Love and Action Christian Center. Their service times are in the morning at uh, eleven, and on Tuesday night at seven thirty, Amen. Those those are the times for Eagles Life Love and Action Christian Center. We also have our um, podcast throughout the week. We have a uh, church, which is a by faith elliptics church, uh, which is Apostle Robert Peterson. Amen. That's one of my brothers in the gospel on Monday nights. Tonight we have Apostolic Alignment, um, and that was uh, Apostle Rodney Tate out of Lithonia, Georgia, on Wednesday. Um, and then we close out, of course, back on Eagle's Life, which is Thursday night. So we just give God glory for what He is doing. Um, so for those who want to come in, 
and fellowship with us or even connect with us um, in the kingdom, connect with Eagles Life Restoration Ministries. Amen. Feel free to connect with us. Amen. On those times um, for, for those days. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Let's close out. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. God, we thank you for giving us this word tonight. God, watch us, cleanse us. God, hold us in the palm of your hand. God, we don't want to be lost. So again, if we've ever if we've done anything wrong this day, God, forgive us for this day. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, good night, saints. We'll see you again next Thursday. But again, we'll have podcasts all week long uh, and basically just hang in there. And if there's something on the line, you just listen. Amen. God bless you. Y'all have a great night. Bye-bye now. Bless you. You have a great night, too. Bye-bye. Bless you. Bye-bye. The atmosphere is Nothing's the same. Heaven is waiting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Thank you. Here it is moving.
communion of the Holy Spirit continue to rest through the Biden's kingdom forevermore until we meet again next time on a mantle of prayer. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. <laughs>